Welcome back to Life and Art with Nicole, and I'm your host, Nicole. This is a weekly podcast where I discuss different lifestyle topics such as books, acting, music, art, television, health, wellness, spirituality, and a variety of other topics. In this episode, I'd like to discuss creation and different creation stories, myths, and legends that we have heard across the world and how that relates to today and uh, what we can uh, derive from that. So make sure to stay tuned. So creation, I know there have been so many different stories throughout time, throughout cultures that um, try to explain why things are the way they are, how things came into existence, and to explain the nature of reality and the nature of people and their choices. And, you know, I wanted to really kind of get into the origins of origin, if that kind of makes sense. I wanted to start with possibly the very first creation story that we have. Um, it may not be what we're told is the first, but based on research that I've done and um, just a lot of um, exploring on my own as far as different cultures and traditions are concerned, I would kind of pinpoint this as the one of the first um, creation stories. But I want to start with the Maya people. And I want to start with their sacred text, which was called the Popol Vuh. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that properly, but the Popol Vuh. And um, it is the, the myths and the sagas of the Quiche of Central America. And uh, I know that there were people that existed before the Quiche, but uh, this, this um, could possibly be the first um, creation story that we have on record from the ancient Americas. So I really want to highlight what it says in the first book. I'm just going to read the first uh, two lines, um, and then I'm going to hop over to something else. But uh, in the first book of the Popovo, it says, Over a universe wrapped in the gloom of a dense and primeval night, passed the god Huracan, the mighty wind. He called out the earth, and the solid land appeared. Okay, so now um, I'm going to hop over to the Enuma Elish. The Enuma Elish was the Babylonian creation story, or is the Babylonian creation story. And uh, it has to do with Marduk and Tiamat, but I'm going to read um, the first couple phrases of this as well. So the Enuma Elish in the beginning when skies above were not yet named, nor earth below pronounced by name, Aspu, the first one, their begetter and maker, Tiamat, who bore them all, had mixed their waters together, but had not formed pastures, nor discovered reed beds. When yet no gods were manifest, nor names pronounced, nor destinies decreed, then gods were born within them. Lamu and Lahamu emerged, their names pronounced. As soon as they matured, were fully formed, Anshar and Kishar were born, surpassing them. They passed the days at length, they added to the years, 
Anu, their firstborn son, rivaled his forefathers. Anshar made his son Anu like himself, and Anu begot Nudimud in his likeness. So now I'm going to hop over to the Vedic texts. And um, I don't have the Rig Veda um, or any of the Vedas in front of me, but I do want to highlight their creation story, the way, according to the Vedas, um, the universe was created by the primordial Om. And so actually I do have the Rig Veda. So in the Rig Veda, the Rig Veda starts as, then was not non-existent nor existent. There was no realm of air, no sky beyond it. What covered in and where? And what gave shelter? Was water there? Unfathomed depth of water? Death was not then, nor was there aught immortal. No sign was there, the days and nights divider. That one thing, breathless, breathed by its own nature, apart from it, nothing whatsoever. Darkness there was, at first concealed in darkness. This all was indiscriminate chaos. All that existed then was void and formless. By the great power of warmth was born that unit. Thereafter rose desire in the beginning, desire, the primal seed and germ of spirit. Okay, so it didn't really mention it, but, um, you know, according to the Vedas and according to a lot of the Eastern traditions, they suggest that the universe was created by the primordial Om. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of bring other philosophies and traditions into it. I'm going to... Uh, hop to the the Jains. So the Jains, or Jainism is sort of a branch of, uh, um, it's Eastern, Eastern philosophy uh, is what I would say. I don't really know where it came out of, but um, the Jains believe that the universe that um, we kind of know today, they suggest that it, that uh, it's not real. They suggest that it's actually an illusion. And that it contains two classes of things. One is jivas, which are living souls, and ajivas, which are non-living objects. And that includes everything else, including space. So, you know, according to Sanskrit, the Hindu texts, um, it also kind of mentions something called lokas. Lokas would sort of loosely be translated into planet, but it is a concept in uh, Hinduism and other Vedic uh, philosophies. And it describes a universe, a plane, or a realm of existence. And uh, it also can be interpreted as a mental state that one can experience. So I wanted to sort of bring all of this to the forefront because I want to really highlight um, something that we're, we're sort of seeing as part of this, um, as, as part of a lot of these different groups and traditions is that it suggests that the universe has something to do with sound. And we even find this in our own uh, modern interpretation of, or how science interprets how the universe was created. We call it the Big Bang, insinuating that there was some sort of sound that sort of sparked the creation of the universe. Now, why is this important? Because sound is everything. It is Sound essentially is vibration, it's frequency, and it is in every single thing that exists. So the fact that all of these ancient texts, you know, like the Popol Vuh saying that uh, the universe 
was called or that um, the God hurricane or the mighty wind called out in the Enuma Elish, their names were pronounced, you know, in like I'd mentioned, the primordial ohm, the big bang. They're all suggesting that the universe was created by sound, some sort of sound or frequency. So this is important because, you know, there's been a lot of uh, confusion in the past, I would say maybe 500 to 1,000 years. There's been an incredible amount of confusion on earth. And uh, I think we're sort of coming to the end of that. I think the veil of a, the veil is being lifted and that can be interpreted in many different ways. But the way I see it, it's uh, it's sort of this haze that's been put over our eyes about the nature of reality, the nature of the universe is, is finally being lifted up. And um, I really kind of want to go back to the Popovol and the Maya people, because Maya, actually, the word Maya actually translates to illusion. And the Maya people, the first people on Turtle Island, and uh, Turtle Island is, uh, according to all of the Native American traditions, all of the, you know, Iroquois and all of the other um, very old tribes that have existed on North, the North American and South American continent, um, they suggest that Turtle Island was the first land out of the sea, out of the primordial waters, and Turtle Island would be North and South America. Therefore, the very first people in the world would be American people. Well, they weren't called Americans back then, but they would have been the people on this um, hemisphere, so the North and South American continent. So those would have been the very first people. We do know this. Um, I had a previous guest, Curameo, and he has a lot of different uh, videos a lot of different documentaries that he's done that really point to the fact that America is the old world, the oldest world, in fact, um, the very first land of civilization, the very first land of agriculture, the very first land um, where animals, all those ancient animals that we hear about, um, they all were here in North America and South America. And so I'm, I'm bringing this up. This is important because the, the people one of the, the oldest civilizations that we have on earth would have been the Maya people. And they called themselves the Maya people, or basically they called themselves the people of the illusion. So the Maya people, you know, eventually once they set up themselves here and they built up their civilization and had a full understanding of the nature of the universe, they had a full understanding of the illusion that we live in. The world, like the Jains had said, it doesn't really exist. It is an illusion. And uh, the Maya were the first to figure this out. They were the first people and they were the first people to sort of be able to manipulate the illusion to be a place where souls or beings could come and experience it in a beneficial way or a way that was conducive to their own soul's growth. And, you know, I might get into this in later episodes because it's it's a very 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 deep and very intricate topic. Um, I'm sort of glossing over the glossing over it at the moment, but uh, I just wanted to kind of mention the fact that the Maya people were the first people here on Turtle Island, which was the first land out of the primordial waters, and they were the first. The Maya people were the first to become the masters of the illusion of this reality. Once they set up their civilization here, they did travel around the world. They traveled first east and got over to most likely the land that was called Mu, but eventually sank after the floods. But they went to Mu, set up civilization there, uh, great, built great pyramids, 
and temples and all sorts of things that sort of helped and aided with their mastery of the solution of this world. Um, they went from Mu over to the now Far East, which would be China, in um, Hindustan, because what's uh, known as India over there, East India, is, was, was always called Hindustan, um, just like Pakistan, Uzbekistan, Hindustan, um, all those places, all those stand countries, what we now call Russia, China, Asia, just all of the Asian continent, essentially. The Maya people went there. And they taught the people that they were there how to become masters of, of the illusion. And that's why we see the sort of birth of a lot of different uh, philosophies and traditions out of the Asian continent. You've got Buddhism kind of came about there. And Buddhism talks about, you know, following the way. It talks about the Eightfold Path. It talks about really removing yourself from the attachment to Maya to the to the illusion to the um, the world of illusions and really going inward and uh, seeking your connection to the the sort of divine essence of everything inward and there are, you know different uh, ways to get to that you know got the eightfold path and all different types of uh, ways to get to that point where you are where you're not being sort of caught up with the mundane world. So you have Buddhism appeared, then, you know, you get all the other traditions like Taoism. Taoism talks about the way, it talks about um, how everything is is one. And and over time, we've, as people have sort of fragmented everything away from the one. And, um, but Taoism is very much in line with Buddhism. And uh, from, you know, after Taoism, or around the same time, you get, get Jainism, uh, in which I had already read about uh, their beliefs in the universe, which actually kind of come from the Maya people about how this place really isn't real. It's uh, the universe is just an illusion where our souls come to experience the illusions. They come to they come to experience the material world, and then they leave. And um, then you get into more the Vedic philosophies, which really developed um, in the Hindustani area and uh, you've, where you get lots of different adepts. And then that's where you've got all the Vedas were written and all the, all the different uh, texts, all those different sacred texts were written about how to overcome the illusions of the world You've got, um, you know, through the Vedic text, you've got the Rig Veda, the Sama Veda, the Yajur Veda, and the Athara Veda, which, you know, if you'd like me to go into detail about that, please let me know. But, um, you know, all of this is available to, you can kind of do your own research into these different traditions and these different sacred texts. But essentially, the goal is to get the individual to remember what this place really is and who they really are and what they came here to do. And there's different levels to it. You know, once you get to the, you know, the Upanishads, you know, those are, those texts really going to go into detail as to how to follow that spiritual path and how to, um, how to really have your soul reach that universal truth within. And so that's very much in line with Buddhism. And, uh, you know, you get other traditions such as Sikhism and, and as we as we kind of go around, as time passes, you know, as the Maya are spreading their, uh, their culture and their philosophy and other philosophies are born from that, you know, we get further through time, then you've got 
different prophets, different sacred traditions popping up, and then you get different uh, new religions coming about, such as Islam. Uh, you've got different uh, groups of people have uh, creating laws. And so all of this is stemmed from the original people recognizing that this is not real, that this place that we're in, this universe, this this reality is not actually real. It is an illusion. And, you know, over time, this illusion has gotten more complex, more intricate. And it's 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 very important for us to remember this. And and it's it's really unfortunate what's happening now because the old world is in a sense being erased. And this is not the first time it's been erased. It was erased back when the Spanish and Portuguese originally came to North America and they wanted to create their new world order in a sense. Um, they erased what they could back then. And we are now in, in the sort of the second phase of this erasing. And it's possible there have been many since then, but um, we're in a, a, a mass erasing right now as we speak because we're transitioning into a new era where new information is being uh, created and disseminated uh, to destroy and dispel the information of the past about our actual reality. And so everything is getting very distorted right now. So it's very important for us to recognize that, well, one, these different quote-unquote religions are not irrespective to each other. They all are actually discussing the same thing. They're all talking about the same thing. It all talks about how before all of this was in existence, there was chaos. That chaos split created something called uh, reality or the material world where souls could come in, experience the material world, and then basically bring back, like messengers, bring back information from the material world back to that primordial essence, that primordial vibration to sort of gather all the good, gather all the, the evil and understand the nature of, of reality. And so now I'm going to kind of get into how astrology plays into this. So the Maya people who, like I had said, were masters of the illusion, they were masters of the, of the material world. They understood that everything in creation was vibration. They understood that everything in creation could be manipulated to a sense, but they also understood Everything had a particular order. Everything had a particular pattern. And, um, and understanding those patterns, this is how they became masters of the illusion. They understood the patterns of the nature of, the, of reality. They understood it. They understood that time, that something, what they created was called time, that things were, patterns were cyclical. And they understood how the universe worked. One thing that they did was they built temples and pyramids in alignment with the patterns and the workings of the universe. And so um, they understood what we now call astrology, which is essentially the study of the stars. They understood how those patterns operated. And this is very important because in Christianity, there is a lot of speak on, you know, fallen angels. And actually, we, it's not just Christianity. We get it kind of across the board. There was beings that are sort of like more aligned in alignment with chaos than they are with, um, with good and with order. And, um, we see this in astrology. It's very, very easy to see if you know what you're doing and if you know how to look for it. So what the Maya understood was that when in the beginning, when everything that had materialized had its own uh, pattern, had its own order, 
things shifted and suddenly chaos entered the equation. Chaos entered the equation and caused some of the things that were in order to fall out of order. Now, you're probably wondering like, well, Nicole, what does that have to do with astrology? Well, if we look at astrology, we look at the stars, you've got fixed stars, which we call constellations, and then we've got wandering stars, which we call planets. In the beginning, everything was fixed in its own position in the sky, and suddenly there was a vibration change, and some of those stars fell out of their fixed state and became wandering and chaotic. Those are what we call, like I'd said just now, planets. So you've got Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and now Pluto. Pluto has always traditionally been known as the underworld or Sheol in um, Hebrew uh, or uh, Hades, according to the Greeks. But uh, uh, but yeah, but now for some reason it's it's being included in the wandering stars. But why is this important? So in the beginning there was order, right? In the material world there was order, and then there were, chaos entered the equation, right? And this is where you get stories, you know, those those uh, the stories that Adam and Eve, everything was great in the garden, and suddenly something changed and they fell and they were kicked out of the garden. Chaos had entered the equation. Let's not really like pay attention to the details of it. Let's really pay attention to what is being said. Chaos entered the equation. So if we look at astrology, we can actually see it happening in astrology. So in the beginning, everything had its own order. Everything had its own fixed state and it, it moved in a cyclical pattern. And then suddenly certain energies, certain vibrations fell out of order and when you pay attention to these energies or these stars that fell out of order, you recognize that they are in a chaotic state. We, you know, looking from the ground up, we say we say that uh, when a so-called planet is going backwards, it is in retrograde. It looks like it's going backwards to us. It's in its own kind of movement. But what's happening is that it's creating a, a, a disassociation. It's creating a chaotic energy above us. And I had previously mentioned in, in a previous episode that we are governed by everything in the universe. Everything affects us. When we are born into this reality, when we are born into um, our bodies, we come into being, we're born with that imprint. Whatever star print, whatever's in the sky we're, is imprinted with us on birth, um, when we're born. So throughout our life, if we didn't have chaotic influences in our life, our life would actually go pretty well, be pretty easy, but the chaotic influences affect us. So if you're born with, let's say, um, Mercury's going direct or appears to be going direct. So let's say you're born, Mercury's going direct, and let's say Uranus, let's say all the planets are going direct when you're born. At certain phases in your life, because all the wandering stars of the planets do move, they move, they have their own patterns now, they have their own chaotic design. Certain phases in your life or certain stages in your life, when those planets go backwards, they affect that area of your life. They affect it. And that's why nowadays it's so popular. People say, oh my gosh, Mercury's going retrograde. Well, that's not just like some silly little fad. That's not some new age, you know, nonsense that people are saying. They're actually recognizing the chaotic influence that Mercury is having in their life at that moment. And so a lot of people, depending on the placement of uh, Mercury when you were born, a lot of people will have incidents that are affected 
by Mercury. Mercury tends to affect electronics, communication, because that is what that energy does is designated to. So when Mercury goes backwards, it affects everything that has to do with that mercurial energy. Likewise for Uranus. Uranus is um, brings about sudden changes. So when Uranus goes backwards, when Uranus goes retrograde, it's going to bring sudden chaotic changes in your life. And I personally have witnessed this. Witnesses happen in my own life. I've, I've witnessed it happen in other people's lives, especially if you have Uranus in a very important placement in your life or in a, an important house. And that's deep in astrology. So don't worry about that. But when you have a Uranus in your birth chart, in your life, in a particular position, when Uranus goes backwards, it's going to affect that area of your life, which is kind of an astrology in a nutshell. But I'm saying this because the Maya, the people of the illusion, they understood how these chaotic influences would affect their own individual lives, and they understood how these chaotic influences would affect everybody. So what they would do is they built pyramids that were in perfect alignment with what was happening in the sky, so that whenever something would shift out of alignment, they knew, okay, everybody get ready, something chaotic is about to happen. And, and individual people were able to know exactly how it was going to affect that area of their life. And the people who were governing, the, the governors or the, uh, the, the kings, the priestly class, the priest kings, because you did have to have a full understanding of this in order to rule over the people. But when they had a full understanding of this, they were able to sort of navigate things in the direction they wanted it to go. Well, nothing has changed. This is still happening, except it's happening on a more sinister level now than it did back then. And if that's even possible to, to believe, because I know we've been told that the Maya did a lot of sacrifices and uh, I don't want to get too deep into what's happening now, because that's not really what this podcast is about. I really want to discuss uplifting things and really make sure that, um, that you are aware of what is actually happening. The world is not just operating the way you think it operates. There's there are influences at work. And when you recognize and you know these influences, then one, it's easier to spot when it's happening. Two, you can understand when it's going to happen and prepare yourself. And three, you can it can help you sort of dislodge yourself from what you think is reality because it's not. This is not real. And when you understand how chaos is being um, uh, harnessed through these chaotic energies. It's being harnessed. And every time, you know, a planet, a particular planet goes Mercury, or even direct in a particular position in the sky, the people, the ruling people, people who rule over everyone right now, they are using that chaotic energy to put the people, spiral the people off into, into tizzies. And, 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 and get people riled up and get people anxious and get people upset and get people so caught up <laughs> in the illusion. But it's not real. It's not real. What's real is what's beyond the material world. And every culture, every tradition, every philosophy discusses this at length. So the, the first thing we need to recognize is that none of these ancient texts, these, these sacred texts, these books are separate. They're not individual. They're all discussing the same thing. And that it's, it's all, it was all be, it was all, uh, taught by essentially the same group of people who became masters of this and they spread it around the world. 
But now what's happening is new masters have come aboard and new masters have erased the knowledge from the lay people, from everybody. And they are using chaotic energy to take over. They are using chaotic frequencies. I did, a po- I did an episode on frequencies. Check that out. I, you know, I was talking about how different frequencies have been used to manipulate people. They're using your emotions. Your emotions are being manipulated. You're getting caught up in, in wars and, and all of these things that you think are happening, but they're not. They're being orchestrated. They're being manipulated to, to siphon energy from you so that you are not here to do your true purpose, which is to, is, is to liberate your soul at the end of the day. Your soul came from the other side, incarnated here on earth. You have a particular map, a particular plan that you came here for to gather information and to take it back, take it back to the, the source. But you're here and you're caught up in the chaos you're caught up in, in the spells and the sorceries that people are, um, that this ruling class is uh, using against you. So, you know, there's a, a phrase a lot of people like to say, and it's, it's very true, but it comes from scripture. It's my people perish from lack of knowledge. And it's true. When you don't understand these things, you are susceptible to being manipulated. You are susceptible to being controlled. So, you know, just to kind of go back over everything, because I know I kind of, I may have been a little, you know, a little chaotic in my approach, I apologize, but I, I want to really highlight, um, one, the fact that this place that we think is real is not, it is an illusion. It is all part of the great uh, spirit, the great primordial being, the great vibration, if you will. Everything in this material world is part of that vibration, including the stars, including the grass, including the wind, including the birds, including the people, including the water. Everything is part of this vibration. And at some point, chaos, or there was a shift in vibration, which created another plane, another chaotic plane of existence above us, essentially, that now has, has been manipulating us to a degree. We're, we're being manipulated or we're being sort of um, pulled, pushed and pulled by these forces in our lives and on a massive, on a micro level and on a macro level. So these chaotic forces, these wandering stars are being manipulated or are being, um, excuse me, they're not being manipulated. The wandering stars are pushing and pulling us in different directions. And when you recognize this, you recognize like, oh yeah, Mercury's retrograde. Let me be careful in this area because on my star map, my star map that I have when I was born, I have Mercury in this area of my life. Mercury is, is here. So let me just make sure I'm, I'm cautious in that area of my life. You see, it's, it's very simple. It's very simple. When you understand, when you understand it, then you, you understand that you can benefit from it. But <laughs> there are also people that want to use it to manipulate it against you. Use the natural energies and the natural forces of the world, because this is all part of the natural material world. They're natural forces. And I don't know why they were created. I don't know why those stars fell in their fixed constellations. I don't know. I have no clue as to why that happened. I don't think anyone can answer that. It's just the way this place is designed. 
And I mean, I don't know, maybe it's a test, you know, at the end of the day, before they fell, there were people here living their life in, you know, in beautiful harmony. And then suddenly the chaotic energy entered the equation and people have been forced to be tested. And so you have to, you know, we've got to, we've got to really be disciplined and recognize when these forces are at work, understand how they operate and understand how they're being used against us. And understand that if you, if you yourself use it against somebody, it will come back on you. It will come back on you. But okay, I digress. I, I want to get back to, you know, how everything, I, I kind of want to get back to summarizing everything. Um, but yeah, so these people who became masters of this, they spread this information around the world. They taught people how to become masters of the illusion, understand how the illusion works and to become a master, become an adept, become an air, become the Aryan race because the Aryan race is not, um, is not pertaining to a, a specific skin color of people. The Aryan, the Aryan race are like the highest level Brahmin, essentially. Like that is what the Aryans are. The Aryans are the most enlightened people. And that's what we should strive to be, enlightened people who understand and are masters of the illusion. Stop getting caught up. We need to stop getting caught up in the illusion and understand that there are very manipulative people using the illusion against us. So once again, the Maya traveled different places. They're called Naga. They were called serpent people, depending on which uh, area of the world they, they landed at. They were called fish people, <laughs> but um, they came from the water. So, you know, that's the story we get, the people who came out of the waters. But they were they were master sailors, so they were able to take their take the culture around the world. Eventually, at some point, we get to the sort of Mediterranean area, and the people there use this information. And they they I don't know how much time had maybe come by gone by since the Maya had been there, but essentially the people that were there figured out a way to manipulate it against everyone else. And they built temples to their wandering chaotic stars. You know, they built temples to Venus. They built temples to Mars. I've personally been there to the ruins of those places. But they built temples to these chaotic energies. And uh, yeah, and they did whatever they needed to do to appease these energies, these chaotic energies. So they were in alignment with the energy of chaos. And that's why there's so much chaos that's so prevalent. And because energy can either be created or destroyed, that chaotic energy has remained here. It hasn't, it can't go back to the, the primordial essence. It has to stay here. So then it manifests later into, you know, different energies. You know, it manifests into invisible energies. It manifests into frequencies and vibrations. That's why you go certain places and you feel a really dark energy. You can, that energy can enter inside of you, depending on where you go. If you go to specific places, that chaotic energy, that energy that has been purposefully harnessed to bring about chaos, to bring chaos back to the world, bring chaos back to the illusion. So I don't want to harp too, too long on this. I hope this was, um, enlightening. I hope uh, I was able to maybe touch on some things that uh, you may not have really kind of brought all together. But I do really want to highlight the fact that we need to stop looking at things as separate. We need to start looking at things as holistic and understand how this place works. We need to understand the duality, the, the dual nature of the universe. You've got good and then there's chaos. You've got, or I'm sorry, you've got order and then there's chaos. And then there are people who are in alignment with order. And then there are people who are in alignment with chaos. If you are in alignment with chaos, 
it would be wise to rethink what you're in alignment with because chaos breeds more chaos, breeds more chaos. And only good can come from good. Good cannot come from chaos. So, you know, the further and further you get, the, the more polar things become, the more trapped in the illusion you will become. So it's, it's important to understand the nature of things, the nature of reality, understand what our ancient ancestors knew and understood and taught and built to preserve this information and, and made sure that it was in their philosophy, their everyday philosophy of life. And when you, you know, when you uh, have a full understanding of that, you, you can understand how the world works. You sit back. You actually are not affected by the things that they try to tell us on TV are happening, by the things that are being orchestrated, by the wars, by the conflict, by the confusion. The veil is being lifted. The, 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 not the, not the, uh, the veil of the Maya veil, but the, um, the veil of confusion is being lifted. As we speak, we are in the midst of the apocalypse, which just means unveiling. We are in the midst of the, the, uh, the confusion, the fog is being lifted. People are starting to really see the chaotic energy that is at work. And I'm, I'm just really using this platform to point out how they're using this chaotic energy, how to spot it, how to easily spot it and understand, oh yeah, okay, they're using, they use that, they use that alignment to push that agenda. Okay, boom, I get it. I'm not going to get caught up in it. It's not real. Let me let it go and focus on my good. So with that, I leave you guys. <laughs> and um, yeah, if you like this content, please uh, share, like, comment, uh, subscribe, depending on where you're listening. I'd love to have... Uh, you know, more, more people, uh, subscribe to my content. That way you get the notification when a new episode drops. And, uh, also please check out my website. I've got my book, which is a self-published novel that I wrote, uh, over 12 years ago. I, I kind of go into a little bit of this in my book, um, you know, through the main character's, uh, sort of realization as <laughs> she goes through. Um, so there's a lot of these philosophies sort of, uh, trick have trickled into my book because I have been studying this for a very long time. And I, I, I finally decided to have, um, the space to be able to discuss these things that I personally have learned and understood. And, uh, I hope it's of value. Um, but yeah, once again, check out my website. I also have links to my shop. My, now, if you go on my shop, my page, I have different, um, uh, lists essentially. I've curated some lists, including uh, a list called recommended books. And I do have books like uh, the Tao Te Ching on there. I've got Bhagavad Gita, which are two of my very favorite of the, uh, the ancient sacred texts. Please check that out if you're interested. And I'll continue to update that as well with new books or books that I've actually previously read that I haven't yet included on there and books that I come across that I think are of value to you. And uh, yeah, I also have links on my website to different products. I've got discount codes. You can get 15% off, 20% off. If you're into organic skincare or, or organic makeup, uh, you can definitely check that out. Or if you're into plants, I've got a really cool um, link to unique plants, some unique little house plants um, that I really like, and just some other stuff. So definitely check that out. And 
yeah, let me know if there's something that you'd like me to kind of go into a little bit more detail in and I'd be happy to do so. So thanks again for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.